everybody, I'm Amy Barron, and this is Upskilled Solutions in the Learning Universe, where I talk with professionals in education and workforce development about practices and perspectives that catalyze positive change. Just a note that this conversation was recorded back in February 2020 before the COVID-19 crisis really took hold in the U.S. So please take that into account as you listen. So we're here today with Dan Schwartz, who is the Director of Education Technology in the Department of Medical Education at Boston Children's Hospital. And Boston Children's Hospital is the teaching hospital of Harvard Medical School. Uh, So Dan's group works across departments to support teaching and learning across the hospital, and welcome, Dan. Thank you. Great to be here. Great to have you. So I thought we could start off by just having you describe a little bit about what you do and your work at the hospital. Sure. So in my role as uh, Educational Technology Director at the Department of Medical Education, I support both internally facing clinical education among interns, residents, and fellows across all the programs in the hospital. I also support online continuing medical education, which is growing out of our face-to-face continuing medical education. So that's for practitioners who are in the field and they have to maintain their um, accreditation. Uh, And then I support the um, graduate medical uh, administrative folks in putting on their programs and supporting that with technology. Um, So it's a a diverse uh, group of uh, learners and and a diverse group of teachers. Hmm. So tell us a, a little bit about the challenges with all those different learner profiles. Right. So there are a couple of challenges in that context. So one is that there is a proliferation of learning technologies. So I, I, it's, it's similar to what people are seeing with cloud computing, where a challenge is you have all of these new cloud-based applications available to you, and how do you use them and deploy them in a systematic way, in a way that's both manageable for you, but also for your end user, um, you know, with regard to access and sign-on and all of that. Um, we're experiencing that in educational technology as well as there's, you know, the shiny new object coming out almost daily um, and people want to experiment with them and they they can be great, but they can also uh, uh, present the challenge of management and kind of cohesive deployment of a learning experience. So along those lines, it's no longer about a learning management system and bringing people into um, a learning experience, sitting them down at their seats and having them experience it and leaving and having everybody experience the same thing. It's more and more about um, tailoring the particular technology to the particular learning challenge. Part of the learning challenge is defined by the learner. It's defined by the content. It's defined by the environment. It's also defined by the teacher and our population, the learners and the instructors have a wide range of experience and comfort level with different technologies. So that's all of managing all of that uh, is very challenging. And what about the different technologies and the different 
uh, modalities because obviously if you're thinking about teaching a doctor, let's say a doctor has to practice a procedure, a doctor has to uh, be reminded of, uh, you know, uh, a protocol, uh, you know, versus someone who maybe could just read up on something. So how do you kind of determine the different modalities that are appropriate for a given learning situation? Well, I think it's, it's just what you said. You have to analyze the learner. You have to analyze the, the, the problem, the learning challenge that's trying to be overcome. You have to analyze the um, instructor and get a good sense of where all of those people are, are coming from. Um, and then you have to analyze the applic- learning tool, the learning technology itself, and you have to marry those, those variables. Um, different learning technologies support uh, different uh, different um, ways of teaching and learning. So one example, one one tool I kind of use to illustrate this and and use in 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 this process is say Bloom's techno- Bloom's taxonomy. So that's a way of thinking about. Uh, the uh, domains of knowledge, domains of thinking, and then the, the activities, the interactions that would support various uh, domains of knowledge and domains of thinking, and then go the next step and look at the technologies and see what technologies support what kinds of activities. And before we, we started, uh, you were telling me about one particular example of uh, this matching of modality to uh, the learner need, and it was a QR code uh, project that you were uh, do implementing. Can you tell us about that? Sure. So one of the learning challenges that was brought to us was that uh, a doctor will be trained on a uh, particular procedure a few months ago, a year ago, and then they'll be in the ER, and they'll be called upon to uh, implement that procedure. And they have to now recall, what did I learn a year ago? What did I learn in medical school? So a doctor came to us with that challenge, and we talked about uh, doing short, just-in-time learning videos that could be a reference uh, uh, for a clinician in the ER to kind of brush up. And I was actually shocked how how common this is, that, you know, a surgeon prior to surgery will go and look at a video um, and kind of refresh his or her memory. Um, that's a little scary. That's a little scary. <laughs> yes, you learn a little, some scary things in this job. But um, so, but that's only one step. Uh, having the uh, the video available is only one step. We what we don't want to do is force people out of the environment at the moment. Right, you're in the ER. That's a, a time constrained. Uh, situation, so you don't want to have to take them out of the ER, go back to a computer somewhere, fire up, find the com- the video. So what we did was we um, set up a QR code um, for each video and posted those in uh, pl- strategic places around the ER, so that now, if that situation arises, all we have to do is all the all the doctor has to do is point the phone at the QR code. Boom! Up comes the video. They can take a three minutes to refresh their many memory, and they're good to go. Hmm. So that's that's really a great example of kind of uh, 
learning on demand or learning uh, point of use learning? Yeah, lear- ex- extending learning to the point of need. So uh, part of the um, day-to-day existence of clinicians now is just massive amounts of information that have to be um, dealt with, managed. Um, so we're trying to reduce the cognitive load. We're trying to position learning at the point of need so that they don't have to, we're not increasing the burden of having to remember new information, that we can try to uh, put that information where they need it, when they need it, and not have to kind of go away into a, into a box, do their learning, and then come back and apply it. So kind of embedding the learning in the day-to-day experience. Correct. And so uh, an ER doc on her smartphone can pull up a procedure and watch the video just before performing it in the ER. Correct. Are there other examples of uh, technologies that you've applied that, uh, that where, you know, you've, you've tackled the problem of the need for learning with a, an innovative technology solution that you can think of? Uh, sure. So uh, we just finished a video series where the learning, again, going back to the learning challenge, uh, the learning challenge was that residents can't um, get into the homes of children who are critically ill and who are at home with um, just uh, gads of uh medications and medical technologies that the parents have to manage for them, Um, respirators and um, all kinds of other kinds of medical equipment. And, And so there's this gap between what residents can see and, and really come to understand about the uh, children that they're taking care of because they're not actually so there are barriers to them actually going into the home to see this. But so by doing a uh, day in the life kind of documentary uh, where we could go into the home, follow the child around um, and then weave that experience, that video based experience into a, an educational experience that has, you know, you know other other supporting materials and activities around that video uh, was a very impactful experience for the learners. Very, very cool. So speaking of cool things, uh, what are some cool things coming down the pike? So one interesting application that I was involved with was working with a uh, pediatric pulmonologist who designed and built a uh, desktop simulator for doing bronchoscopy procedures. So this looked like a computer that sat on your uh, desk. It was basically a box, but inside the box was a, a, a silicon replication of the lungs and airway with a little hole that you would stick the bronchoscope in um, and do your bronchoscopy. So that was very impactful for learners, but the problem with that is scale, and it, it doesn't scale very well. It's uh, one of the learning challenges very fundamentally is getting somebody to move from their office in building A to go over to building B. So what we're talking about for the next phase is to do a virtual reality version of that. So that would enable us to uh, distribute that application to more people where they are, as well as save the cost of, of uh, building these um, simulators that are, that are not cheap. So putting on the VR headset and doing the bronchoscopy procedure 
essentially wherever you are. Wherever you are, correct. Yeah. And getting that uh, authentic experience uh, prior to having to then, you know, do one. And are you seeing any impact? Do you have any way of knowing whether some of these uh, transformative approaches you're implementing are really moving the needle? You know, I think what's exciting around the hospital as much as any particular application is the eagerness of people to start using technologies and to start creating their own applications. And this is also one of the um, initiatives that I will be looking to expand on is, you know, rather than um, giving people a fish, teaching them how to fish. And I think there's a lot of, and especially uh, probably from the younger clinicians, a real eagerness to uh, build and develop their own learning applications. And what, one of the things I'm, I am trying to kind of socialize and evangelize on is that the need to really uh, build a minimal amount of design experience into the learning application. Uh, that there are things that um, does a well-designed application, a well-designed experience um, not only facilitates in terms of navigation and, and delivery of content, but also just in terms of authority of the application itself uh, that I don't think people are really attuned to yet. So I'm really looking forward to building on that eagerness and kind of bringing them to the next level in terms of their, their sensibilities around um, an ex- uh, designing an experience. So what what is your process for innovation? What kinds of techniques or methods do you use for bringing about change and transformation? So I, I, I don't know if it's a, you know, a formal process, but I guess I think about innovation from both the top-down perspective and a bottom-up perspective. Um, and I think in, in my environment, since it's just such a large institution, it's much more difficult to uh, facilitate a top-down uh, demand for innovation so I spend more of my energy focusing on the bottom-up innovation. So how can I uh, influence individual teams and individual product projects such as the uh, bronchoscopy VR application? How can I influence innovation uh, throughout the hospital and um, create demand for more innovation? and more powerful learning experiences. Well, that's great. Thank you so much. And thanks to all of you who've been listening. I hope this has been informative for you. This episode has been brought to you by Cantina, an innovation shop in Boston. We do strategy design and development of digital products and experiences working across industries to help organizations innovate and grow. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Upskilled Solutions in the Learning Universe.